Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good day. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of my, all of my listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting to you on thegreattalkzone.com live. And I'm so happy to be um, here broadcasting with you, my listeners, you know. Um, listen, our topic today is general sensible conversation. With my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Rachel C. Campbell. Now, you know, there are a lot of hot topics, you know, and there are some things that need to be discussed. So stay tuned to this enlightened and educational conversations. Listeners, look, I want to say something straight away to all of you out there right now. I am so happy to be living. I don't give a darn how off the chain the world seems to be or actually is presently, okay? I am in the world and not of the world. I am not joining ranks with none of this craziness that is happening, and I'm certain that you, my listeners, are not joining the cray-cray craze either. Just know this, listeners. If you love life, you'll live longer. Well, what does that mean, Teresa? Well, what I mean that Regardless of the unfortunate things that are happening in this beautiful world, listeners, consistently, that I want you to know that God made this world from love. His intentions were and still are the best for all of us, his children. And we must continue on with our lives, helping ourselves so we can help our families and others so we can rise above, you know, um, you know, we need to rise above um uh, things, you know, when we see a, a, a wrong, we need to right it, you know, and always, always invoke love and patience and knowledge, understanding, peace and common sense on a continuum basis in your lives. And then it will spread to others. OK, and let me just say what a beautiful day it is here in Arizona. Today's high is going to be 90 and sunny. And although I often say that I do know that other parts of our country is not experiencing the weather that we are, as a lot of people view this weather here in Arizona as, wow, you know, I wish I was there, you know, with you guys weather. Just know, just know this, listeners, that the weather here is hotter than it should be and that the weather here is topsy-turvy, meaning that it fluctuates. For example, it dropped 24 degrees last week and we have high winds, no predictions of the high winds that, that did, you know, uh, destructions and things. And we have been experiencing more and more cloudy days. So we certainly are not exempt from the global warming that is unfortunately happening to our world. Definitely, you know, uh, you know, in relation to what I, you know, started saying previously, you know, that global warming is, you know, affecting all of us. Now, okay. I'm just going to say this. All right. This goes under the, oh, okay. Tom Brady Super Bowl shirt was found, returned in good shape. So good for you, Tom Brady. And remember, you didn't win the Super Bowl by yourself. 
And that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. I want to give a shout out to my grandson who will be receiving his black belt first day in Taekwondo this weekend. Congratulations to my smart, beautiful and handsome young baby boy. And also a shout out to his gorgeous and sweet sister. She is on the way to achieving her second dan in Taekwondo. And I just want to say congrats to both of my babies. And I also want to send out a shout out to my husband who has a new role in his employer in the tech industry, you know, and I want to say great job, darling, and I'm proud of you and love you. And um that's very good. All right. We're moving right on along in our life. Okay. Now I am going to, um, bring on my guests momentarily, but I want to say a couple of things to you, um, you know, before I do that. And uh, I want to tell you something out there. You know, I'm a Dr. Oz fan, and although I do not get a chance to see his programs like I want, perhaps I will, you know, have my husband record them for me. Mm, okay, anyway, this past Monday, April 3rd, he had Dorval Norville, Rocco Despirio, James Brisconi, and Lisa Lydian on his show. Now, this show was a, uh, uh, was about Oz investigates fake foods in restaurants. That was the title of the show. Okay, one of the initial questions was, is the lobster you're eating real? Okay, now I never thought about it as I do not consume a lot of lobster, especially in restaurants. Basically, I prepare it home. I pair, prepare it at home. Now, what Dr. Oz was saying is that Deborah Norville and Rocco Desperio did an investigation about the lobster that is being served in restaurants across America. And they, and they would order food and then they would take it for DNA testing and they said it is not always lobster that the consumer is eating in their lobster lobster bisque that they are ordering in the restaurants. Now it is being replaced with fish such as whiting or Alaskan pollock. Now this fish is the you know, these two fishes that I just named is much cheaper, but it has the same consistency as lobster. Now Deborah Norville states that the restaurant tour may be getting snookered by their supplier as they too are in the dark thinking that they um are getting what they ordered for the for the restaurants and they didn't know if they didn't have you know uh what what they wanted to order and I learned that langostino lobster is about fifteen percent of the cost of lobster from Maine. Now, here's the good news, you guys, is that sixty five percent of the restaurants that they visited did actually have lobster in their dishes. And that 80% of lobster comes from Maine because the report says that the waters um, up there in Maine are pristine and clean. So, you know, you're getting a good product, you know, good fish. I did. I, you know, I didn't know that, 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 that large amount of uh, lobster that we acquired was coming from Maine. I agree with the report that the FDA cannot go to every restaurant in America. I mean, you know, come on. God is omnipotent. We are not. But they can require the rules and regulations be abided by. Now, this is a good report, listeners. Uh, so, you know, you should go and, and check it out so you can hear it explicitly in its entirety. And it's talking about foods as well that the consumer eats us on a daily basis. Now, the other item they talked about was tomatoes and that these tomatoes, some tomatoes are called cardboard tomatoes. And, um, you know, they're called that because, you know, when you go to the, the grocery store, they're saying, and that the tomatoes, you notice that they're nice and round. But if you turn them over, a lot of them are flat on the bottom. And I have noticed that. 
And also, if you drop them on the floor, they don't break open, you know, like an actual tomato should. So they're messing around with the tomatoes, too. And that Kobe beef was another interesting topic. They said it's super expensive and it is only sold to a handful of restaurants here in this country, like 12. Now, the report says that you can find these restaurants out by researching who are the authorized restaurants that sell Kobe beef. And if the restaurant's name is not, I repeat, not on that list, you know, then dot, dot, dot. Now, they say that the Kobe beef is treated like kid gloves. You know, they are physically massaged. Music is played while they while they feed. You know, they only eat barley, wheat and corn and they get to live to be three years of age, which makes them fatter than they are, you know, before they're taken to slaughter. Now, just for edification purposes, uh, Yahoo.com says the following. Beef cattle are generally slaughtered at a younger age than dairy cattle are. Male beef cattle are not, do not make it past their first birthday. And females can live 10 to 15 years on a farm, you know, so that they can reproduce before they are sent to slaughter. Now, male dairy cows are rarely kept more than a few weeks since keeping males on a dairy farm can prove to be dangerous and usually unnecessary. Now, if they do keep a male, it's usually just one, usually, you know, just to ensure the females, you know, are pregnant. Now, some dairy cows can produce decent volumes of milk well into their teens and will be kept as long as it is economically sound to do so. All right. Now, in addition about this Colby beef, the restaurateur has to purchase the entire cow, not just parts, you know, that they want. And the cost is twenty thousand dollars per cow. And it and Colby beef is also fifty dollars an ounce. Wow. Now, Dr. Oz report also said that scientifically there is no proof that says that you know, uh, that the Kobe beef is better than the USDA prime beef. Okay. Now I, I also want to disclose with you guys that I do not eat beef and I want all you all to know that. However, I thought that this was such an interesting report on the Kobe tomato and lobster. So please go to www.dr.oz.com slash episode and hear this report in its entirety. Okay. All right. Now, let's bring on my guest, Reginald C. Campbell. He is and will continue to be, as long as he is in this profession, the world's best mental health therapist. Welcome, Reginald, to my show. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Another wonderful day in God's great earth. Another wonderful day in Arizona. Loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. And I just want to say, you know, that it's a beautiful day, no matter what type of weather, you know, we we are faced with, Reginald. You know, it's, it doesn't matter if it's snowing, raining, hailing or whatever, because the thing is, you know, I know this brings a lot of doom, you know, like gloomy, you know, uh, feelings to people because the sun's not shining or whatever. But just know that the sun is shining within you because you're up, you're looking at it. You get a chance to do what it is that you did not complete the day before or a week or whatever before. You can complete that on this day. So it's all, it's all positive. It's all a positive thing. You know, um, oh, was there some noise in the background there? Um, uh, no, yeah, yeah, that's just me. Okay. All right. All right. 
All right. So, yeah. So let's, let's try to be a little, a little less noisy. Okay. Now, um, what I'm going to do right now is that I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and jump into our, um, discussions, uh, this morning about general sensible conversations with my guest, Reginald C. Campbell. Stay tuned. Listeners, this is Teresa E. Keeves, and I want to talk to you about bullying. Do you know that bullying is still a constant negative in our society, not only for children in grammar schools and high schools, but also in our colleges, university, and workplaces? I want you to know that professional mediation is a great method for resolving issues regarding bullying. It also allows party members to engage in a much-needed conversation to clarify what the issues are and to resolve them without the involvement of law enforcement and in relation to our children, the possibility of school suspension. Need more information? Please give me a call at 623-594-5657 or visit my website at www.tekmediations.com. Back to Here's Teresa on TalkZone.com with Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for returning with me and my guest, Reginald C. Campbell. The title of our talk today is General Sensible Conversation. Now, Reginald, I want to start off with the CBS News that was reported on March 30th on the number of pedestrians being killed in car crashes is on the rise and that distracted drivers are to blame and that this has caused an increase of 22 percent rise between the years of 2014 to 2016 and that nearly 6,000 people have lost their lives because of this and distracted drivers and walkers are both responsible for this increase, Reginald. So as you know, you have seen them walking down the street, just looking at their phones instead of paying attention to their surroundings. Now get this. This report says that 15% Reginald and my listeners of casualties were involved with drunk driving while, are you ready for this? 34% of the casualties were walking drunk, okay? They say do not drink and drive in many of the commercials that we hear. We've been hearing this for years. There has yet to be warnings of not drinking and walking, okay? Now, these walking deaths happen at night, okay? more in suburban areas and or rural communities as they are pushing their citizens to walk more. And Arizona is one of the deadliest that is on the list. Your comments about that, Reginald? Hmm, wow. Uh, interesting. Um, didn't, didn't know those stats. It, it's amazing that so many times, even now, uh, if I'm driving, uh, be it on the expressway or on the street, um, and you'll see someone who's either driving slow or they're, you know, moving over, kind of bobbing and weaving, and you mm-hmm. get past them and you look mm-hmm. over, they're on the phone. You know, they don't have the um, head that's set. They're holding the phone in their hand. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was going past a guy, I'm sorry, a, a lady, and she was, I can tell she was texting because she had the phone in her hand and she was kind of bobbing and weaving. 
too. And uh, the first thing I think is, really? Come on. <laughs> you know, like, come on, uh, pull over or whatever you need to do or get a headset. You know, you can use the phone. And, you know, I have Bluetooth in my car, so, you know, that's, that's great. But it doesn't take, if you don't have Bluetooth in your car, get a set of headphones, you know, for your phone. You know, they're, they're very mm-hmm. expensive from a dollar. You know, exactly. To however you want to you want to pay it is is for you know everyone's safety, the driver's safety, and pictures. Yeah, it, it's 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 really crazy, isn't it? Now we were driving. Um, you know, out here, we're always driving, but recently, and we were watching this woman, she's driving her vehicle, Rachel, we were in the, uh, far right lane, she was in the left lane, and the car, you know, was, was swaying off further to the left, you know, like to ongoing traffic, and I'm like, what the yeah. heck is she doing? Well, she's putting her hair up in a knot. You know, and then when the car would sway, she would, you know, straighten it out, and then she would continue to, you know, to do what it was that she was doing. I'm like, Really? Are you really, are you serious right now? Are you really serious right now? Come on. Come on. I mean, and then, and then, and that same day, as you were saying that this, this, you know, you noticing that a car was, was, uh, going slow. Well, this time we were in the left lane. She was in the right lane and she's got her head. Her phone is in the middle of her steering wheel and she's got her head there reading, you know, on her phone. And, you know, also, yeah. you know, like when she noticed that the car is moving, she'll straighten the car out a little bit. I mean, what are you thinking out there, America, that is not going to happen to you? Did you not hear what I said, that there is a huge increase, okay, of distracted driving? You know, take heed to the, you know, to what it is that I'm saying. I'm not just talking you know, just to be talking. I'm talking because I'm interested in my work that I do. I'm interested in enlightening, educating, and informing you that's listening to me. So if you guys have children out there, I know you can't be with them all the time and they're driving or whatever, you know, and uh, you tell them, you know, look, there's an increase on, you know, on pedestrians being killed and, and distracted drivers are to blame. All right. Distracted drivers are to blame because you are you you know, you have to give your full attention to the road. You know, if you're if you're if it's that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And and, and another thing I see uh, a lot is people driving with their dogs on their lap. Oh, that really is really ridiculous. Last yes. week, I'm going to work, and I'm about to get on the expressway, and this lady is turning, and she has her dog in her lap, and the dog is, you know, looking out the window, as mm-hmm. if, you know, how normally people have their dog, and the dog is in the back seat, you know, with her head out the window. Well, her dog was on her lap with his head out the window, and I've seen that quite a bit. And I'm like, okay, for so where's the police officer? I wish the police officer would please see that, because that's yes. so distracting. There's no yes. way if you need to turn or make an emergency stop or swerve or anything, but you have this dog in your lap. I mean, that's just that's just so ridiculous and you know common sense here, really. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Wow, I don't know. I I I just I you know sometimes you know this is not all human beings, but the, a good amount of human beings are just. Like they used to say, just hard headed, you know. So, you know, sometimes, un- unfortunately, Reginald and my listeners, sometimes, 
something has to happen for people to get it. You know, they, yeah. we, you know, they're told and they're shown and, uh, you know, and they just like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen to me. Yeah. Well, okay. Keep breathing. All right. Now let's move on. This is, I'm titling this, Rachel, consumers have power regard, regarding brand ro- loyalty. Now, a lot of controversy over the ad that Kendall Jenner did for Pepsi. You know, she's the daughter of Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner and Chris Jenner. She did an ad for Pepsi, and the scene was she was doing a photo shoot, and she joined in with the protesters as she offered um, a police officer a can of Pepsi, Pepsi seemingly bringing an end um you know, to the protest, you know, the offer was a sign of peace for me. One issue is that um, it is said that the commercial is in relation to Aisha Evans, a member of the Black Lives Matter, as she approached a police officer in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Now, ABC reported the following. A new ad featuring Jenner appearing to bring a protest to an end by sharing Pepsi has been slammed on social media, Reginald, our favorite, with some calling out the scene for exploiting the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, ABC says that Twitter erupted overnight, saying, I've been studying, one person said, I've been studying commercials for 30 years, and Kendall's Pepsi ad is legitimately the worst one I've ever seen. And how nice of Kendall Jenner, another one said, to stop in the middle of her photo shoot to end and to end social injustices by giving a cop a Pepsi. MLK who? Rosa who? Well, here's here's my here's my thought. Okay, Reginald, then I want you to say yours. I seriously doubt if Kendall Jenner was trying to mimic Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks. Okay, wow, you know, this world is really is really something else. For me, this goes under being on the wrong side of the right thing, which I did a show about that. Remember, Reginald, you and I were on. Now, mm-hmm. look, look, I want to say this. I liked the commercial. I'll say it again. I liked the commercial, and I thought it was tasteful, and it showed promise in the fact that although demonstrations will take place, disruptions and ugliness do not have to be a part of it. That demonstrations can be peaceful if you who tweeted this thing follow MLK, all right? In my opinion, this ad has several purposes besides, you know, selling more Pepsi products to the masses. And they are basically to appeal to the millennials within the masses and also to show that peace can be had in demonstrations by a simplistic gesture, like offering the police officer a can of soda. Now, I want to say, Reginald and my listeners, I haven't heard a lot of backlash over Ronald Reagan's ad recently um, asking agnostics and atheists to join him as he is not afraid to burn in hell, you know, about not mixing, um, you know, um, you know, uh, re- you know, re- uh, st- uh, religion with, with state laws and all that. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, you know, I haven't seen the commercial, and um, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking, like, really, people, really? Um, and, you know, as you were talking, I'm thinking of the commercial, the Pepsi commercial from the late 60s, mid uh, early 70s, and, you know, when I like to buy the world of hope and promises with love and apple mm-hmm. seeds and honeybees and still white turtle doves. Uh, you know, and that was commercial was... was Accepted very well because it was, you know, during Vietnam and it was during the 
movement and, you know, things like that. Um, I, again, I haven't seen the commercial. I don't see what could be wrong with the commercial. Um, mm-hmm. it's amazing how people will come from just no left field. You know, sometimes, um, I'll be on YouTube and, and I'll, you know, download, I don't know, maybe what, maybe a, a temptation record or, or, um, every pocket is a union gas record or something like that. And there will be 500 dislikes and three likes. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. wait a minute, how, how is that? How how can that be? How could you not like, you know, Gary Puckett singing Woman Woman or, you know, mm-hmm. singing My Girl? So so it's kind of hard sometimes to wonder where people are 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 coming from. And look, we need more peace. We need more gentleness in this world. I was channel surfing the other day and it's just amazing how much Violence and shooting there is. As I was mm-hmm. panel surfing, I came, I counted, started counting. Ten either, uh, programs or movies, um, uh, you know, things where there's shooting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is ridiculous. Um, I went mm-hmm. to the history channel and they were talking about the, uh, you know, I guess these fishermen, you know, these guys that are out in the Arctic fishing, fishing and stuff. And mm-hmm. somehow there's a scene of a couple of them fighting. I'm like, really, really, you're out exactly. with a lobster. House that, you know, but because this is a violent society, and Dr. King, yeah. you know, talked about that. Is you know, this is this is a sign of a sick, violent society. Exactly. And I mean, you know, the Pepsi commercial, remember, Reginald, um, you know, back in the day, uh, the Pepsi commercial with Michael Jackson and Alfonso Ribeiro. He was known as the tap dance. He was known as a tap dance kid at that time. And uh, Michael was dancing and um, he offered he generally offered Michael, you know, a can of soda. What the heck yeah. is wrong with that? It's the same type of message, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, and, 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 and Black Lives Matter, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I, I think you guys are great and everything, but I think that you're wrong on this one. You're wrong on this one because there was nothing wrong with that commercial. Um, I, I doubt it very seriously if they were trying to mimic, um, the young lady in the, in the, uh, of the Black Lives Matter as she approached a police officer, uh, uh, officers at that time in, in, uh, Louisiana and she was arrested. It's just, you know, that, 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 that for me, Reginald, human beings have, are becoming nullified to, to things, to good and great gestures versus all of the heinous and salacious acts. I think they're preferring the latter over what I, you know, over the great and good and great uh, gestures that are in this, that are in this world. It's just simple. It's just simple as that. I mean, you know, we have an administration that's supposed to be in the White House and all they do is fight and lie and, and, and everything else. I mean, so, you know, and it, you know, and, and want, and want war and, and, and things of that nature. Yeah. But there was, there's nothing wrong with the commercial. I thought it was a beautiful commercial. I thought, Kendall Jenner did a fabulous job. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Pepsi, if any of you officials are listening to me, I'm sorry that you had to pull it because so many people were acting very crazy about this commercial. But it was it wasn't anything wrong with it. I think that if Kendall Jenner had gone up to slap the police officer, um, sure, maybe sure. they would have liked okay. that. 
Yeah, and then I had even heard too, uh, Reginald, that oh well, maybe she should have been, you know, um, you know, a, a you know a, a black woman or something that did the commercial. Oh, shut up with all of that stuff because you know we all it isn't a one one race. We are all one, and 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 there and since you want to segment it out there, let me educate you that there are that that uh, that Martin Luther King since you since that person brought up Martin Luther King, hope they're listening to me. He was funded by a lot of white, rich people. Okay? Let's get that straight. If you're going to say something, know something that you're talking about. You know, it's time out for all of this craziness, you know? It's, it's yeah, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, and, I'm, and, and even the freedom writers, you know, there's a lot of uh, white students who went to the South, you know, to register black voters. Uh, you know, just look at oh, films of, of the March on Washington. I mean, all, all of it. it was, all of that, exactly. You know, it's it's it's, it's it's people of all colors that that are doing this, and it should not be no one segment of this and that. Because essentially, get this, people, we're all being mistreated, okay, <laughs> in some in some way or another. You yeah. know, they you know the the White House wants to get rid of. Um, of having to, you know, an Affordable Care Act. What the heck is that? Get over yourself with all of this hate. Okay, I'm moving on before I really get off. All right. Now, talking about the White House, Reginald. Okay, Trump oh, removes Trump. Yeah, you this really is. Have to? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you like it. Okay, <laughs> Trump removes Trump removes Bannon. You know, this was reported on the USA Today. Right. Now, I'm going to read to you very quickly what it says. President Trump's decision to remove Steve Bannon from the National Security Council is not evidence of a diminished role for the controversial chief political strategist, White House officials say. A senior White House official said that Bannon, who only attended one meeting of the council, was originally given the post as a check on former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. The official spoke on condition of uh, anonymity to discuss a personal matter. Now, Flynn was fired in February after misleading Vice President Pence who about the substance of his discussion with the Russian ambassador. Now, Bannon himself said in a statement Wednesday uh, that was released uh, that was released Wednesday, Reginald, that previous National Security Advisor Susan Rice operationalized the NSC during the last administration. So I was put on NSC to ensure it was de-operationalized. Okay, this is what General McMaster has NSC back, you know, to his proper function. That That's what he said. Oh, I got it back to his proper function. Now, administrative officials said Bannon and others believe the Obama team operationalized NSC Perform and they perform. Get this. Get this. Reginald and my listeners. Too many day-to-day operations of the national security apparatus. While they want to return the council to its more traditional role of gathering and providing strategic advice to the president. In an interview with Fox News, Vice President Mike Pence said the move was not a demotion for Bannon. Instead, it was just a natural evolution to assure the National Security Council is organized in a way that best serves the president in resolving and making those difficult decisions, Pence said. Okay, Reginald, your thoughts? (laughs) You know, when people say it's not about the money, it's about the money. 
Thank from, you. When the owner says, no, the coach, I'm not going to fire him. He, he's safe. He gets fired. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I, I watched him since he was saying that. And, and in my opinion, this guy is a, is a, is a really good insurance sell. You know, that, that's what Ted should be doing. Uh, yeah, this, 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 this look and, you know, this honesty and the, you know, the furrowed brow, you know, he's talking, you know, it's like, come on. This administration is a complete joke. Okay. Yes. It is a complete joke. Trump's ratings are, uh, are what, about what, 35% now, the table, the table reporting, which means it's about 25%. Uh, he blames President Obama for, for the bombing in Syria, the chemical bombing in Syria. Uh, a couple of days ago, he blamed President Obama. I mean, this is just asinine. This is totally asinine. Uh, yes. Paul Ryan is a joke. They teed and hawed for seven years about repealing the Affordable Care Act, and the first thing they do is fall flat on their face. So, you know, I mean, it, they get Paul Ryan was angry the day before because he, I'm thinking of this, oh, you're angry because you can't take 20-something million people off of their health insurance program. You're a sick person, and there's a warm place, a very warm place in hell for you and these other business. But it's just, it's just ridiculous. And it's, it's, I can imagine what, what other countries, our allies, are, are thinking when they see and hear all of this clown car, Barnum and Bailey circus stuff coming from this so-called administration. Well, you know, here, here, here's my thing, Rachel. Here's my thing. If there's something that I don't know, I'm going to admit that I don't know. Please enlighten me. Please educate me. Because that's, you know, one of my things. I want to learn. I want to, I want to know. You know, if I'm doing mm-hmm. something, you know, wrong, if I can better myself, please, please tell me. You know, I, sure. I even, I even ask, you know, you know, from, from time to time, you know, the, 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 uh, 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 powers to be and my engineer. How am I doing as a, as a talk show host? What do you see mm-hmm. that I can do to improve myself? I'm not, you know, my head is not so big that I can't turn it around before I get to Indiana. Okay. I don't have an mm-hmm. ego, which to me, ego is edging God out. Okay. I'm not going to do that because I want to grow. So they tell me I'm not going to take it like, you know, well, blah, 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 blah. I'm go- Thank you very much. And I'm going to do, you know, uh, I'm going to take into note of what it is that you said. And I'm going to implement those things because you know, in your heart of hearts, if you need to improve in whatever it is that they're saying, you know what I mean? Or he or she is saying to you. But the thing is, is what gets me, Reginald. And my listeners, how they consistently are putting um, um, the, the, the Obama administration into what's going on now. I mean, you know, the I mean, come on. It's all a mask, you guys out there. It's all a mask for, for what's really going to be happening. And let me tell you something. I don't care how cray cray this world is. God still owns it. And, and and things like this, okay? He's allowing certain things to a point, but I don't know why you all can't see of how justice is being brought about too. Now, justice is going to be brought about with this Trump administration. You don't go in lying, lying on people like that. I mean, you're going to bring in Susan Rice because you know that your ass is in a hot seat for actually having relations with Russia, who is not our ally, you know, 
And, um, you know, that was an aid for you to to become uh, to get into the White House. And you don't know what the heck you're doing. I mean, like we were just saying, Reginald, I mean, okay, Bannon, you should have had Bannon in there in the beginning. You know, he's filled with hate. But the reason you were attracted to him is because you were filled. (laughs) You were filled with hate. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Now it's blowing up in their face. And and you know, they, 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 I heard one one um, senator saying, "Well, we should be able to work with Russia because we worked with Russia and Stalin during the Second World War." You know, oh, that's a God. horrible. That's a horrible example. That's a, that's, yes, it is. Reason, you know, that's only because uh, you know <sighs> Hitler turned his turned his staff Stalin in the back. They were allies. They were allies. And yep. Hitler decided to attack Russia. You know, his one of his one of his allies. They were part of the Axis. So, so Stalin had no choice. And look what happened after the Second World War. What Stalin did, Iron Curtain, yada 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 yada. You know, so yep. I mean, it's it's just totally totally ridiculous. And it's all a smokescreen with all of these silly tweets. You know, tweeting is not doing foreign policy. And that's something President Obama said six or eight months ago. That tweeting mm-hmm. is not foreign policy. And he's absolutely right. You can sit up at two or three in the morning tweeting. First of all, what are you doing at, up at two or three in the morning? Because the guy is not studying unlike President Obama would be up two or three in the morning. President Clinton, President Carter uh, would be up two or three in the morning. President Kenneth, Johnson, Kennedy. Kennedy, Johnson, Roosevelt. Yeah, I'll even throw in Trinity Dick, you know, with that, who I had, you know, who I couldn't stand. But but he was he was educated and he was a learner. Uh, You know, this guy is up three o'clock in the morning, tweeting tweeting ridiculous bullshit. You know, I mean, so so it's going to come a time when all of this is going to come. It's going to come. It, It can't help. It can't help. It can't help but come to the forefront, and the sooner the better, because when it comes down to it, it's about the country. And it's amazing to me, it's totally amazing that a lot of Republican uh, politicians, to get their agenda passed, they look past what is happening with this Russia thing, an enemy of the United States, an enemy of the United States. If you can get your tax things passed for rich people, if you can take people off of the health care, if you can if you can try and put uh, uh, this, this guy on the Supreme Court, oh, that's okay. Let's, let's look the other way. As long as we can get that, we'll look the other way about this Putin mess and try to keep making excuses for Donald Trump. Well, when the crap hits the fan, they should all be tried for treason because this is treasonous behavior against this country. Yes, it is. And, and, and once again, and I've, I've admitted that, it, uh, uh, I talked about this rather on, you know, previous shows and things. I'm just not, I'm just totally convinced, you know, um, God, what was that director's name? Uh, black guy kind of short. And, uh, he did, uh, I think it was do the right thing. And, uh, he, um, uh, and at the, I'm sorry. Spike Lee. Spike Lee at the end. Yeah. At the end, at the end of his movie, he was shouting, wake up, wake up. 
Okay. Perhaps mm-hmm. there needs to be a big bullhorn and and blasting out across this country to wake up because I really think that people are asleep. How in the heck are you going to be okay with what's going on? You're going to be okay with not having health care, but here comes the butt as tall as the as the uh, uh, building over there in Dubai. We're paying taxes and our taxes is paying for every one of the officials health care plan, which is a stellar plan for the rest. <laughs> a big OT after that life. Yes. And you're yes. OK and you're OK with not having health care, you know, and, and so, you know, and there's still. You know, with all of this, oh, we're going to, you know, we're still going to do, you're not doing anything. You are not, the people have spoken. The people have spoken. This is, you're just wasting time and once again, taxpayers' money on bullshit, like you said earlier. It's bullshit. The real thing is, is that the implications of, of, of the, of Trump and his entire administration, all the way down to Ryan, had something this is just my this is my opinion has something to do with, you know, with all of this crap, with this Russianness and all of this, you know, mess. And then right. and then uh, and then um, I heard one person say, right, I'm going to say this and get on to another topic because we're running out of time. I, uh, um, I had uh, I heard, you know, one person say, you know, well, you know, well, let's let's try to get along. And is that how you go? How? Since when has since when has good ever gotten along with evil? Since when has good ever gotten along with evil is what I want to know. How how is that happening? I mean, you know, it's is is you know, you're you're jumping up and down about Kendall Jenner and she was and she did, in my opinion, a great job with the Pepsi and Pepsi did a great job by hiring her and, and the the whole thing. But you're not jumping up and down with all of this craziness that's going on in our country, you know. Okay, so I I want to move on to to you know and and just real quickly, Ivanka says that she didn't know what complicity is and if that means that she's for the righteousness and the fairness and and you know that she's complicit. Once again, how do you mix, mix good with evil? Chet, you know what? As I said, if it's something that I don't know, I'm going to say, excuse me, I'm not familiar with what the meaning of complicit is, but I can tell you what I am. She could have, she could have said that. Admit you don't know. There's nothing wrong in admitting when we don't know something. Complicit means involving in, in illegal actions. Okay. That's the quick of it. So how are you going to be involved in legal actions, but you're good? Oh my God. Okay. That, that look right now. That, that, that look right now. Reginald, that gets in with, with 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 your side of the table with that mental health thing. Okay, now. Oh my God! It's it's just Google is it's just, Google. Google is a wonderful thing. Google, all right. <laughs> and the thing and, and and the thing is, when she was having this interview, 
they, you know, they meaning Gail King and all of them yesterday on CBS said that she basically knew what she was going to be asked. So then oh why didn't you better prepare yourself then? Because your father deems you to be so smart and talented and blah, blah, blah. That's why he got you. There. Okay. And that's a whole nother story about why all this nepotism. Okay. Now, what do you think is the implication and, and, and accusation still trying to mount now involving Susan Rice? With the supposedly uh, tampering of 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 uh, you know of the Trump Tower, you know, listening in. Now, Rice, they're saying, is the largest target for Trump and his embattled defenders. Did you guys hear that? Rice is the largest target for Trump and his embattled defenders. She has firmly denied that she did anything that she did not do anything inappropriate in requesting the identities of Trump associates as a national security advisor, rice would have been authorized to seek identities of people whose names were uh, redacted from intelligence reports. Officials typically unmask Americans. If it is deemed necessary for understanding the information. Now, some Trump allies, Reg, don't have accused Rice of masking officials for political reasons, right? It is a terrible, terrible thing. That is because, you know, it's, it's just crazy, Reginald. What, what do you have to say about that? We talked a little bit about it, but I mean, she's the national security advisor. So you hand me a report that's redacted. I'm going to give it back to my sister. Could you please unredact this? Thank you very much. Okay. You know what I'm saying, well, Reginald? This is just another example of the wheels coming off the clown car that's the so-called administration. And unlike where Trump was unaware that the president doesn't have the authority to wiretap, he's unaware that the president has the authority to find out the information that he's accusing Susan Rice of. Duh. So there's no there there. And and Susan Rice has been um, a target of these minions, of these right-wing minions, all through eight years of of the president, of President Obama's administration. And um, there's no there there. And I saw her interview with Andrew Mitchell, a very intelligent, eloquent woman. And, um, you know, again, he's accusing... He being Trump is accusing uh, someone of a crime that didn't exist. So uh, exactly, there should but be isn't that what information of character lawsuits against this against this is, is, yeah? But 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 isn't that but isn't that uh, very indicative, Reginald, of individuals who um, um, you know are lying on someone? And so then they do their best to turn it around on that individual and or and or imply things that um, um, that that imply things that don't even, um, you know, that, that, that are not true, you know, because they're so used to lying that they believe everything that comes out of their mouth or whatever, you know. Oh, my God. OK, so I got about 10 minutes and I want to hit on two more things. Now, Reginald, it's a terrible, terrible thing that is consistently happening in Syria. You know, I have to talk about this because it's just, it breaks my heart. You know, not sure, you know, they're not sure if it was nerve gas that was recently dropped on this country. I mean, I'm looking at these people and then it was, 
Oh my God, you know, their eyes are not, you know, their pupils are not dilating. You know, some of them were foaming at the mouth. It's terrible the things that man do to one another. Now, the Trump administration has warned it would consider acting unilaterally, unilaterally, Reginald, or with partners if, if, if the United Nations fails to respond to the apparent chemical weapons attacked in northern Syria. Turkish officials say autopsy results confirm a chemical weapon was used in an attack that left at least 72 people dead, including many children. Okay, so uh, it it's already has been confirmed, you know, that there was that it was a a, a chemical weapon attack, and 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 once again, Donald Trump gets it wrong because he can't just pick up the phone and say, "Troops, get your butt out there." And that that's not the way it goes. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yes. Yeah. Well, see, oh my gosh, I mean, it's it's, it's so crazy. Um, Assad is supported by the Russians, which is led by Putin. Oh, Trump God. has said that he, that, and, and, and this, this so-called Secretary of State has said that it is not in the best interest of removing Assad from Syria. Now, Thank this, you. Is this is completely opposite of what President Obama wanted to do, was to remove Assad through the United Nations. You know, mm-hmm. um, so he went, he being President Obama, went to Congress uh, to petition for action against Syria. He was not given that action. OK, he, mm-hmm. was, not, he was not granted. OK, so so he did. He did the right thing. In other words, I'm not going to just go in here and if things go wrong, I'm blamed. I'm, exactly. So, exactly. So we have we have all of these. um uh, all of these chicken hawks, these so-called uh, uh, hawks, and I call them chicken hawks, from Donald Trump on down to all of these other Republican minions, you know, uh, that when the crap hits the fan, you know, they're running around with their tail between their legs. Exactly. And, and, and now, what does that say that you're now saying that removing Assad is 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 not in the best interest of 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 Syria. Um, Isn't it? Can we say see, can we say Vladimir Putin and the and the so called administration that that's here now? I mean, this is just it's, Isn't it? The it's, it's crazy. Is just here, the puzzle is. I mean, it's it's just it'll it'll blow your mind. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's. It's crazy. I mean, you know, how you, you are all in the bed together. Oh, oh my God. It's, oh, I, Reginald, I'm, I'm telling uh, you. It's, it's, yes, it's, you have to take a breath and fan yourself. You know, I mean, it's like, you just shake your head, you know, so we, we should have good, um, muscles in our necks since, uh, 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 Trump has been in office because I'm sure that there's a lot of head shaking, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of head shaking, um, going on. Okay. Let's, let's, let's change the subject. As you know, I said, I have a few more minutes, but I want to get this in. I came, I, in my research, I came across this, um, and it's called step backward. Now research shows home ownership, uh, rates for African Americans have slumped 
since 2000 and are now below their level in 1970, a distressing, a distressing backward step from the progress made in previous decades. We look at the impact that could have on future re- generations of black Americans. Talk about what you think, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, they, they, you know, there was this article saying, you know, talk about what you think could be stopping the achievement of, of black Americans purchasing homes. All right. Now, here's here's one that I think, Reginald. One is education of all the programs that are out there to assist them, you know, in purchasing a home is not being revealed to them. All right. Now, we already we already know this, that there are programs that are being offered to others and that are not being offered to, you know, people of color. I mean, we, we know this. Okay. Now, for example, I have a, you know, I have a friend, a Latina friend and they have uh I go to their spa. They have a big, beautiful spa. Um, and I go to their spa and, uh, all, you know, quite frequently. And I, um, you know, her husband, the owner's daughter's husband is, um, you know, into, um, she's the, she's also a realtor and the husband is into mortgages. Well, he was telling she was telling me a little bit about a program that is offering down payments to individuals. Okay, now I know that I'm a pretty savvy person. As I said, I don't know about everything, but I do do my darndest to know something about as much as I possibly can. And 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 this gets an education is a beautiful thing for me. And so I I I was telling her, you know, I'm like, are you serious? So. I'm I'm going to give a couple of uh, people their contact information because I know that they are interested in purchasing a home and perhaps this program can help them. Okay, that's just one example, you know, and they will give you ten thousand dollars down. And there are other programs, Reginald, that are helpful. And the the other thing is that the realtor also needs to be savvy in assisting their clients for making a home purchase. They, too, need to be um, educated and well aware of varying programs and or being able to um, lead them to someone who can help them um, in, in, you know, in, in acquiring a home. And the buyer... Lastly, and the buyer needs to also be educated and doing their research as well, you know, for making assurances mm-hmm. for purchasing a home. Your thoughts, Reginald? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I totally agree with everything you said. Uh, uh, I, I don't think that uh, people are being educated on on a lot of the programs that are out there and that there are a lot of institutions that unfortunately uh, uh, will not uh, assist and, and sell um, to people of color that banks and things like that. Um, so I think that's part of the part of the issue as, as well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's getting uh, the information out there. If it's a realtor, the realtor, you're right. The realtor should be he or she should be educated on these different programs that are out there as well as well as the homeowner. You're absolutely right. The homeowner. Exactly. You know, we can't just turn our whole lives over to somebody. You know, we we need to be responsible, um, you know, uh, for that, for our lives as well, you know, and do our due diligence. Um, I'm using that word a lot lately because people are, 
are not being uh, due diligent in a lot of areas. And one of them um, is making assurances um, of their lives and their children and their families and, and things like that. Welfare being um, as, as, as great as I know that it can be. Um, yeah. But uh, Rachel, I want to say this. My time is up. And I want to say thank you so much for this great conversation. I had I had a good time discussing this with you. I had I hope you had a good time too, brother. And um, yeah, and I I appreciate you um, coming on and and uh, spending um, part of your most precious part of your most precious commodity, which is your time, to talk with me and um, our listeners. Listen, I will be returning um, back on the twentieth of um, April. And um, so that we can, um, you know, continue more enlightening and educational talks. I wish you all the best. Please be safe out there. Keep your eyes and ears open. No distracted driving out there. And you guys have a blessed rest of the week. This is Teresa E. Keys. I'll see you on the 20th. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.